0: Clinical Issues by Karen Decay. Facial Hair and Respiratory Protection Question. We have several staff members with various types of beards and mustaches. What type of respiratory protection is available for these staff members? Answer. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration advises that respiratory protection requiring a tight-fitting face-piece seal, such as an N95 mask, cannot be worn if facial hair comes between the sealing surface of the facepiece or interferes with the respiratory protection's valve function. Facial hair is not dense enough to capture the particles that an air filter would, thus allowing air to flow directly into the respiratory tract. Even an individual who is not shaved for a day or two can experience reduced protection when using tight-fitting facepiece devices there are some facial hairstyles that may not break the seal of the mask or cause interference with the valve, including short mustaches, sideburns, or neatly trimmed small goatees. However, facial hair texture and density can vary daily, leading to an unreliable respirator fit and a greater chance for leakage. Therefore, personnel should perform a user seal check or fit check each time the respirator is worn, regardless of facial hair status, to ensure there is an adequate seal. In the healthcare environment, a second option for respiratory protection consideration may include a type of respirator that does not require a facial seal, which therefore could be worn when facial hair is present. One option is a loose-fitting powered air-purifying respirator, PAPR, that uses a blower to force ambient air through the air-purifying elements before it reaches the inlet covering or face piece. There are, however, some concerns when using a PAPR in the presence of a sterile field. As a result, the CDC does not recommend using a PAPR with exhalation valves during sterile invasive procedures. The air intake for the person wearing the device is filtered, but the exhaled air is not, which leads to unfiltered exhaled air and a possible increase in the patient's risk for a surgical side infection. Another concern is that when using a PAPR with an external belt-mounted blower and tubing, the blower and tubing may need to be worn on the outside of the sterile gown for the PAPR to receive the proper airflow, depending on the manufacturer's instructions for use. However, a blower worn on the outside of the sterile gown can cause contamination. Therefore, the AORN, Guideline for Sterile Technique, and the AORN, Guideline for Transmission-Based Precautions, Recommend that healthcare organizations form an interdisciplinary team that includes an infection preventionist and an occupational health professional to determine whether PAPR should be used in the presence of a sterile field. If the team decides to allow PAPR use in the sterile environment, they should develop a standard procedure that outlines the type of PAPR personnel can use, for example, loose-fitting, full facepiece, hood style and how to protect the sterile field from contamination. These measures may include covering portions of the sterile field and designating the direction that the blower will be exhausted.